Hello and welcome to Britpop Bantar. Uh, my name is Kevin, this is Leslie. Hi. You're still sick. Yeah, I know. This is ridiculous. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. Yes. It'd be, if he, says, so if he says throat infection, it's this guy. It's definitely sinus. <laughs> I was on a plane today uh-huh. and, you know, when you come down to land anyway and the pressure, oh. I actually thought my eyes were on my knees. <laughs> you don't look well. And when you opened the door to me today, I just, oh... And I've I've never felt better. I feel great actually. Oh, I'm really excited really for you. I'm excited for this episode as well. I'm excited for this episode as well, and that's the thing. So I'm hoping that my push on through. Oh, I got extra strong Sudafed. You know extra the one that you got. Ha- you have to give Ex- your driver's license for. Oh, you got the big boy stuff. Sudafedrine. I am buzzing. Gee whiz! All right. Well, we've got a cup of tea. So uh, and Sudafed, you're ready to go. Mm. Alright, so this is episode 13, it's number 39, I got it wrong at the end of the last episode and said it was number 40, I'm losing, oh, I always get that Amateur. wrong, yeah I know, uh, <laughs> so I always get that wrong, uh, so Facebook and Twitter, we're at Britpop Bantar and email us on BritpopBantar at gmail.com, questions, feedback and ratings, we've got another rating which I'll take you through which I'm excited to Yay. talk to you about, yes. Uh, and our usual disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast are 100% our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate the talent and sacrifice to create these albums. We're on a good run for albums that we like. I'll tell you that now because... I love this album. Yeah, uh, me too. And I just listened to it on the way here. I listened to it on the plane. It was nice. It was Oh, so it's a great album. So we will get into uh, today, which is all about Echo Belly and On... Let's talk about last week. Last week, uh, you liked that as well. That was a lightning seeds, jollification. Yes. What was your, your thoughts around that episode? Mm. I thought we did well. Um, it's just a hard album not to to like. Um, we didn't really criticise it, did we, no, usually? It's... And usually we pick on an album somehow. But Yeah. I, th- oh, I picked on Why, Why, Why. I still can't get my head around I that I like track. that song. Yeah, it's just yeah, an yeah. unusual track. I like it. But, um, no, I... I look... Lightning, Lightning Seas is a great album. Yeah. This is also going to be a great episode. Um, what do you think? I wonder so, if it's exciting for people when we're not fighting. Uh, I, I'm going to... So, a couple of things. I've got some... I'm going to put myself out there today because I like... You know, I love Echo Belly. And I'm going to put myself out there and tell a few embarrassing stories. Amazing. Yeah. Normally, I don't do that and I don't this really want to do it. So, I will, I will share. Jeez. Um... You I look what? forward to this. Yeah, so just talking back about the Lightning Seeds, you're right, there's not really a song in there I, I, I dislike. And when we compare it against the two albums of, of On versus Jollification, for me, both good songs, right, on, a, on the album. But for me, we talked about Lightning Seeds being missing that Champagne Supernova-esque, yeah. big, deep song that you just love and for me that's where Dark Therapy comes on this album Ooh. as a standout oh. belter of a song can't wait to talk about so, that track yeah let's let's get into that so let me talk about the review uh, it's from Cherry Fortet it's 4 out of 5 that oh. they've given us so thank you for that and the title is called Growing On Me okay oh. yeah uh, this one's like funny like a rash yeah <laughs> Are we some like form a- of fungal <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm you've, you've made that turn really. I'm only dark. joking. I'm All right, joking. okay. So I like I like the first line. Don't let the title put you off, because Lord, we know that is uh, <laughs> giving us some trouble. Oh, chestnut. No, uh, don't let the title put you off. This is a couple of mates talking about albums from the '90s that Britpop or not, anyone who was into music in the '90s probably own, except the Reef one, of course. Boom! Oh, who is this? 
person. Mm. Cherry Forte, we are pals. Jeez. It's lighthearted and has reminded me some of the forgotten songs from that era. Even the rundown of the charts from the weeks, the featured albums appeared in, has me laughing about nights out in cheesy clubs, swigging hooch. (laughs) (laughs) We've all drank a bit of hooch. Yes, we have. I don't think we ever drank hooch when we were legal, though. I don't think once no. once you could actually legally drink, I think hooch was off the off the, the options. My auntie, we always give her one hooch at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> My mum has to go Why? And find it. She's Why? Because like, she's not a big drinker, but she likes a hooch. Really? But they come in like um, one liter bottles. Why are you or no seven hooch? sort of like that? Like, oh, like a, drink a huge bottle. like one point five liter bottle. It's like, what's about? What? Yeah, I think it's, seven, it's like a wine bowl. Oh and my she, god! She sips that the whole of Christmas. <laughs> She must be hammered by the end of the day. Oh, and you know that she's enjoyed it because we may give her a gin at the end. And then it's game over. <laughs> so anyway, that uh, has me laughing about nights out in cheesy clubs, swigging hooch and dancing. Fair play for them both to putting it together. So thank you, Cherry Fortet. That thank actually, you. That actually made it... It's, it's actually really hard to get her... We got warned um, when we first sort of kicked this off. It's actually really hard to get reviews. And I was like, well, it is. So we don't get many. So when we get them, it actually it actually makes our day and makes yeah, it seem it really like does. all worthwhile. So thank you so much for the review. Um, homework? Uh, did you do any? I did do some homework. What did you do? Because we've so got a whole stack. I had sack. to listen to Sleeper. Okay. Oh, we're getting into the albums. Was that not my homework? Did you listen to any Echo and the Bunnymen? Yes. You did. <laughs> what? And didn't change. So your your so Echo and the Bunnymen, you said weren't a band that you knew too much about. Yeah. And you wanted to go back and re-listen to them. We talked about the song "Nothing Lasts Forever," which a magnificent song in my view, but it was a standout for them. What did you? And I'm guessing it's not good. What did you think of Echo and the Bunnymen? What did I think? Of them, um, I'm trying to. Okay, so we just you, you didn't like them. I oh look, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, but not for me. Look, actually, very talented songwriters. Yes, but but, but it, this is a thing, right? It's like it's just not something that I'm going to put on and really listen to. But I actually can't fault like the songwriting. They're okay. clearly talented, okay. and it's I can see how they would have a big following, and like nothing lasts forever. Like that's com- that's a yeah, I love it absolutely. But then there's just a lot for it's just not. It's not for you. It doesn't excite me, right? So okay. I think with All music, right. it's okay. not again same. Like if we imagine we're at a dinner party mm-hmm. and somebody puts on Echo and the Bunnymen, I am not going to get one excited or sad. You're just going to let it it's play. Just there. You're just going to let it right? play. Right. Yep. So it's like if it was a color, it would be beige. So, for I'm digging a hole here, but for others... But that's not offensive, you know. No, and it isn't. Okay. It's just not like, I'm not going to go, oh, going to buy on Echo and the Bunny Men. Yeah, good point, good point. But I didn't go, what is this? I uh, can't listen uh, yeah. to this. Okay. Not like Reef. That's what I was about to say. Nah. I think... No, no, no. After the Glow episode... Or Ash. After the Glow episode, you people know how angry and... Uh, straight to the point, ruthless, cutting, you can be, right? Oh, team so, Les, hello. Team Les. So when uh, you're coming across a band necessarily you don't like and you give that, you know, they're kind of beige for me, you know what I mean? You've yeah. got you've got Echo and the Bunnymen and then you've got Reef at two different spectrums. Yeah. What colour would, uh, would Reef be? 
Oh, brown. <laughs> Gonna have to edit that out again. Stop swearing. Right, okay. Sweary McSweary. Right, okay, so you did your homework. All right, we talked about the... We've been talking about the top 100 albums of the UK. <sighs> yes. Right, uh, we are on number 80 to number 70, so this is best-selling albums in the UK. It's been quite varied so far. We talked about the number 80 being the greatest hits of Cher from 1965 to 1992. <laughs> it's like a gravestone. <laughs> Here lies the best of Cher, 1962. To- oh, That's what it reminds me of, those God. dates. That's somebody's life. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Here and lies then, blah, blah, still... 1962 to 2009. She was just here, wasn't she, recently as well? Doing another yeah, she gig. did Mardi Gras. Yeah, she did. All right, number 79, Fat of the Land by The Prodigy. Mm. Number 79, Lil. Uh, number, 88, number 78, The Greatest Hits by Take That. How does that make you feel? That's going to be one of your guilty pleasures. Easy now. But can we just talk about that for a second? Because I, I would expect... Anything by Take That to be leaps ahead of the Prodigy's Fat of the Land. Is that fair to say? Yes, it yes it is. Actually, it makes me happy that it isn't. There you go. Good. Uh, so, number 77, Divine Madness by Madness. Hmm. Okay. Uh, number 76, Serious Hits by Phil Collins. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know why he's funny either. You laugh at some oh, weird stuff. You know, when, when you say Phil Collins... Brilliant songwriter. All I think about is the gorilla doing the, the drum bit for PG Tips. Was it PG Tips or, or was it, Ca- it was Cadbury's? Rollos. It was one of the chocolate companies. Did, what was it, Rollo? I don't know. Who knows? Can someone tell me? It wasn't Rollos. That's all I think about. I miss Rollos. Yeah. Well, you oh. get them in Coles. I mean, Woolworths. Do you? Yep. I have to buy some. Bought some the other day. Is, is it English chocolate though, or is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's Irish. Is it? I don't know why it's got an Irish sticker on it. I'm assuming that's the same. Okay, cool. All right. Number 75, Ocean Colour Scene, Mosley Shoals. Oh. 75. Ahead of the greatest hits by Take That. Thumbs up. Uh, so Close by Dina Carroll. Oh, yeah, she did them perfect something. Shepherd Moons by Enya. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about Enya. Is that sale? Is, my does Enya do that? Enya. What? Yeah. He does yes, not. Yes, I promise. Used to study to Orinoco Flow. Don't oh. act surprised. I actually, I'm not surprised. No. I'm just disappointed. Well, <sighs> it's a whole podcast by itself. <laughs> Soul Provider by Michael Bolton. Amazing time of tenderness. That's one of his better songs. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Seventy-one traveling without moving, moving by Jamiroquai. Great album. Great and album. number seventy, great album as well. Diva by Annie Lennox. Oh, I love All Annie right. Lennox. Cracking on, cracking on. All right, let's get into the homework. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Oh no. Do you want to start with Viva Brother or Sleeper? Um Viva Brother. Okay. That'll be quick. No one, because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about them. Okay. A bit. Well okay. my bit will be quick. Right, so you're probably gonna dive straight into the album. Let's give a bit of a background. Yeah. Oh. Bit of a background. So seventy two percent of people haven't heard about Viva Brother. I knew that would happen. I, to be honest, I'm really surprised but about this. But do you this. think that's a win? Because I know how you like low scores on polls. <laughs> I'm disappointed with that one. 28% will win. <laughs> but then I went, oh, that's good, I get to talk about them, so that's fine. Um, so who the hell are Viva Brother? Um, who knows? Shut up, you. They're a band that sort of came out a bit late, right? So... Um, 
they sort of formed around 2011. They had an album called Famous First Words. How I came about them, they were on a live from Abbey Road episode with the King, with the Cooks. Oh, the Cooks. Yeah. So Remember the, them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, I originally wanted to see the episode because of the Cooks. Loved the Cooks. And then was like, who's this band? And I loved Fever Brother. And it's, I watched that episode so much. So I went out, bought the album, Famous First Words. Loved it. But by the time I bought the album, they'd already broken up. Oh. Right, so I was gutted. Um, the album only got to number 34. Mm. Um, look, I don't know if you know too much about them and, and why they Zero. didn't... Okay, why they didn't do so well. They were very, very outspoken about how successful a band they were going to be. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you watch some of the interviews, uh, they are very, very confident particularly their... Um, it's confident the word, maybe arrogant. It comes across a bit mixed, right? And they didn't do too well in the media and, of course, uh, the, the sort of placing of the first album. Um, they broke up very quickly and they wanted a fresh start, so some of the band members went to the States mm-hmm. and they created a new band called Love Life. Actually not bad, totally different. Um, they only did an EP... They reformed in 2017 and came out with this album, which we're about to talk about, called The Number Two. (laughs) You're going to rip this one to shreds, aren't you? Because it's a big pile of number two. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been hanging on to that one I just came out of my head. Really? That's not bad. That's not bad. Pretty good. All right. Not bad. Why don't you like this album? I just want to point something out first. Oh, God. So when... You know how we do... Oh, Les, can you go and listen to these albums and it's... We'll do this. Right. So, um, if I don't have them to hand and I'm on Spotify, listen to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does it tell you on Spotify? It tells you how many monthly listeners they have. Oh, I didn't look at that. So, James, right? James have 1,605,000 monthly listeners. Cast... 239,000 monthly listeners. Sleeper, 145,000 monthly listeners. Fever Brother, 2,583 <laughs> monthly listeners. Uh, you know and what? that's just you. That is just me. That's what I've yeah. done. Like, I've probably given half of that. When I saw that, I laughed. I was like, that's embarrassing. I reckon we get more of our podcast. Okay, right. We're not going to divulge numbers. Um, it's pretty close though Can you talk to me about What you thought of the album Sure Rather my, than ripping okay. into them Got my notes here um, Be gentle This is one of my favourites Oh That's another thing So you know how you went Can't be one of your favourites Because it's not in your top ten Yes Right So I went Alright I'm going to just Get Excel Open ba 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 Just write down All the different bands That I like And would consider You know My top bands Right Okay. I got to 50 and I was like ooh I don't know where look I I really like Viva Brother but when you chuck in the dance bands the good bands rock bands classic bands okay let's do it based on genres if we were to talk about prep pop stroke indie would they be in your favourites yeah probably top 10 can I tell you now this is this is a problem with Viva Brother this album well for you there is this album is, you know, it's about 15 years too late, right? Because it came out in 2011, right? So I tried to do my maths in my head. 
If it had been out in 95, 96, they would have done all right, right? But because it's so late, Britpop's done, it's dusted, and it's really hard, especially with, unfortunately, their reputation to, to get... No, I'm so I'm so still disappointed. Do you think people they didn't listen to them because they were so cocky and went, "You're a bunch of nimwits. I'm not going to listen to this." Don't know, don't know. I didn't see any of that until I started investigating the band, and then I looked at some of the videos. Because it's not as if Oasis weren't cocky. I mean, didn't was no Liam that said they were bigger than Jesus. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, true. And that didn't. So you know. But maybe the media had just seen it all before and were tired of that. Or maybe they didn't have the music to back it up. Potentially, you know. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so let's get back into this album then. Okay. What'd you give it? So I gave it a 4 out of 10. Better than Reef, on par with James's last album. Yeah. Right, okay. What do you think I gave it? Oh, it's going to be stupid, like an 8. It was an 8. That's outrageous. I really like this album. There's two good songs. I Don't Want to Be Loved. Yes, great song. Womankind. Okay, so... End of. The great news... Bad songs are... Have you hit Rose? Oh, I like that. God, Bastardo. Okay. Rubbish. And A Little Soul. So, Terrible. I, I like Rose, the opening track. Terrible. I love the lyric, does a, does a rose smell as, sweet, smell as sweet with a broken nose? I love that lyric. Little Soul, Womankind, Don't Want to Be Loved, and Bad Blood's All Good. Um, there's a couple like of meh songs. songs in the album, but overall, I really, really like it. Can I play something from it? Oh. Alright, so can I play the songs that both me and you like? So Why here, do we never get to play any of the other bands? This seems a bit favourite. Because we don't get to talk about this band. They're not in the top 50 because of the timing of the album. Alright, So here on. is Womankind. I've got something I want to say And he's like I don't want to be loved. Oh, too. The two ones you liked. They're good. They're really good songs, actually. Great. Can I can I have a bit of a whinge about Viva Brother though? Oh, I'd love it. Okay. So get in contact with the band, tell them I like the album, tell them about the podcast, tell them that we're going to talk about the album, tell them that we're going to play some songs. Big thumbs up, go ahead, use what you want. Go back to the band and I say, great, excellent, we're going to discuss it. Um, Really hard to find your album, a physical hard copy of your album in Australia. Can you give me some ways to maybe get my hands on the album or where to promote it? No response. Why wouldn't you respond to that? It's because they're inundated with their 2,583 monthly listeners. Like, they're flat out. (laughs) They just can't keep up, Kev. Imagine having that many fans. I mean, that's a full-time job. No wonder they didn't manage to write another album. Are you finished? They're just too busy. Are you finished? You said you were going to be nice. I should have known. (laughs) All right. Shall we get into better things? <laughs> Shall we get into Sleeper's new album? Yes, please. The Modern Age? Yes. Okay. Can I tell you what I thought? Yes, please. Or do you want to go first? Oh, no, you go. Because I think I'm a bit iffy. So um, I think this album is on par with Echabelli's 
latest album. I think it's on par with Cast's album. Um, the Good, Look At You Now, is a fantastic song and I love the bass line from a minute 20 onwards. The Sun Also Rises, Car Into The Sea, I love, which I know some people didn't, but I love it. Mm-hmm. More Than I Do is a great song. Yeah. Bit average for me, Paradise Waiting. Um, Dig, I don't like that. I hate S- Dig, put that. Cellophane Blue. Uh, cellophane, I don't like, and blue like you. Uh, I don't like blue like you. Either. I don't. I don't. They were like... my two bad. Dig and blue like you were my two bad songs. I don't like the way she rolls the line. No, I don't feel all right. The way she sings it, and it's a really petty thing, but I just it do- doesn't do anything for me. So look, it's a very, it's a mixed bag for me in terms of an album. I've listened to it a busload to try and get a landing on it, and it's very hard because social media. There's very two different camps on oh, social media. So, no names. I have to. No, you can't do it. No names. I know where you're going because I wanted to talk about it too. But we just do no names. So let me tell you about it. There is a very there is a ten out of ten camp, right? And then there is a six seven out of ten camp, which is it's a good album. There's some great songs. There's some not so great songs, but overall, it's really great to hear about them again. I'm in that camp. Me too. Right. It's not 10 out of 10. No. And that person, but deluded because it's not as close. It, it's not. And it, it's a. Is that a bad album? 100% no. No. Do I enjoy it? Yeah. Would I. I reckon. I'm thinking back and I think I gave It Girl 7 or 7.5 seven out of 10. You did. No, I'd probably maybe want to bump that up. But. Because I'd want to give this. I think this is better than a 6.5 because I think about the albums that I've given 6.5 to. Correct. Better than that. So for me, it's a 7 out of 10. Paradise Waiting, I think, is a great start to the album. Look at You Now, the single, I think, is the best song on the album. I agree. Um, Sun Also Rises, great song. Um, I think that um, The Modern Age is a great song. I genuinely do love the album. It's great to hear Sleeper back. It'd be great if we saw them live. I've only got good things to say. Is it as good as Early Sleeper? No, because I don't... Well, there isn't, because there's not those big hits. I don't know. There's no Nice Guy Eddie. Yeah, I tried to... I no. tried to... And this is a problem when it's it's so long between albums is you, you, you're in totally different spectrums of your life and, you know, all, everything is just different. And so you can't really compare it to that. Um, Think of the big singles that Sleeper had. Oh, I, I, I agree. There isn't any of those on that album. Oh, uh, look at you now, it would stand up. Absolutely, but that's in that maybe era. It would stand it. up. Um, this is a, this so this <clears> is why <throat> I've had a few discussions with some some people around the album. It's it's a solid seven, right? There's nothing offensive. There's nothing. There's a couple of things it's I enjoyable. don't like. It's a good listen. I've listened to it a lot. I thoroughly recommend people go out and buy this 100%. album because it is a good album. Um, I think don't be swayed by some people out there who have made commitments around how good this album is without even hearing the album and then they have to back it up and and then also don't be swayed by people who potentially have merchandise to give away we don't and unfortunately that may sway your opinion too so it is from us we're both on sevens it's a good album definitely go and buy it they went through a hard time trying to get this album out and and i think that deserves everybody to go out and buy a copy because you will enjoy it Mm -hmm. um and I, that's, yeah, good songs, but I don't think it's... It's not better than the previous work. It's not no. a 10 out of 10. It's, not, it's not the not best album, album of the year. 
Because we're in March. I think it's one of the better ones we've listened to. Oh, I agree. And you know this homework that we've been doing? Yes. I'll go back to that. There's a lot that I will certainly not touch again. Very true. Um, and I definitely think it's up there. I mean, what's my highest rating? I've given something. Oh, I don't know. Actually, Embrace, yeah, I do know. Hold eight, on. I think. Uh, Leslie, you have given Embrace an eight. That is your highest rating. Yeah. And what did I give sevens? Sevens, seven uh, Manix, Resistance is future, uh, Futile, yeah. Shed Seven, Instant Pleasure, uh, Paul Draper, Spooky Action. Yep. So actually, <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I'd yeah. put it on par. Yeah, you, good, good call. Good yeah. call. Um, all right. Should we talk about my other homework? <laughs> yeah, I listened to that on the plane today as well. Did you? Yeah, it just felt like That it. means you've listened to it twice in a week. Yeah. Why well, did you do that? Just wanted to remind myself again that I wasn't in a haze of... Well, I'm still in a haze of Sudafed, but I wanted to see what you had just gone through. Okay, so... Um, my so we've we've done this new segment called mm-hmm. Guilty Pleasures, which is albums that technically really were not that proud about, but we just listen to all the time because we like it. Um, I had Eternal um, and an album Always and Forever. <laughs> what do you think I thought about it, Leslie? Oh, look, one out of ten. It's really you know what this is the other thing I have to talk. It's a really hard. And, and we've gone out to listeners to ask for their suggestions, and we have some belters. Oh, brilliant. I have gold for you as well. So this, this is going to work really well. The unfortunate thing guilty is... Guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. That's the that's jingle. That's the jingle. Well done. Um, Remix that. Okay, so um, I love that it's to Reef as well. That's why, because yeah, it's rubbish. brilliant. Okay. So um, we've got a lot of good suggestions, and the problem is, I, how, do you, how do I rate this album right because here's what i'll say about it one don't know anything about eternal uh listened to it felt like it was the greatest hits because i went i've heard that i've heard that heard that that's because 50 percent of the album was released on a single so they released like six songs anyway overall thoughts solid album that's why right i'm gonna be very quick because people don't want to hear about eternal overall can we play some no over, that's the thing. We're not going to play this because editing wise, it's got to be, no. Overall thoughts doesn't age well. It's very nineties. No, it it's very nineties. They all have that synthetic drum beat, <laughs> which is just it, all the songs blend together. Great, great vocals. Now the next line, all fantastic singers. Yeah. Right. So my view, this is not music for me, but they are very talented women. Is it not music for you? This is one it? not. Wait till you see someone's coming around the corner oh, at you, no. Leslie. Um, so, look, overall, I've, I've got some... There's some good songs on here. I, you know what? If I was drunk in a nightclub and they banged on a bit of the and you dragged me onto the dance floor, I'd probably... What's your favourite song? Just a Step From Heaven. Uh, and Stay. Stay, stay, stay I've got. Is yeah. prob- because that's the first song on the album. And then I've got an R... 13 behind it what are they doing singing Amazing Grace at the end no that's horrible <laughs> so they do a song number 13 called Don't Say Goodbye I'm like please say goodbye but anyway look that was so there's three reviews of this album on Amazon and three they're... <laughs> and they're all five star five because google it down you and uh, I look are they from Les Les no it's not me <laughs> but yeah um Hard to score because they're all very talented women. This is not an album for me. Three out of ten. 
three out of ten. If it was on drunk, I'd dance to maybe one of the songs, but there's there's no way you're. I'll gonna take make, a three. You're not going to make me listen to that again. No. You ready for yours? Oh no. Yep. Right. So I pinged you up last night and said, "When did we? Because we had a, a school trip when we were ten or eleven years old, right?" Is that why you asked me that ridiculous yeah. question? And it was to a place called Dal Guys, where we sort of went to, and you do lots of activities, yeah, like um, shooting and like you like build rafting, zip lining, and it's. I remember. I, it's weird. I can't remember that we saw Noel Gallagher, but I can remember pretty much everything. Well, yeah, that's from that. why I text you back when that's weird. Yeah, no. <clears throat> there is an album that reminds me of this trip. Do you remember at the end they had a big dance with all the organisers and... You don't remember that? I remember vaguely. They... So... And then... Okay. So... Oh, this is embarrassing. God. I was very young. Oh, you fell in love with one of the... Two. I fell in love with two. Oh, right? what and then a when you get back, And then when you get back to school, you write a thank you letter and you... Oh. Anyway, it's embarrassing. But anyway... What did so, you write in it, Kev? Oh, shocking. I don't even want to know, right? Basically the lyrics to all the Eternal songs. I'm pretty sure everyone had to do it, and um, you would have had to do one too. Mm. All right, so anyway, they do this big dance at the end. I remember this album because they played the song and I got to dance with the girl. Can't remember her name of this, <laughs> right? Are you ready for my guilty pleasure? Uh. And you have got this coming to you. Do you want to take a stab at who I've got for you? Who do you hate more? Who do you not want me to tell you to listen to? Well, that's a big list. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. You ready? Let's get in it. Chris Rea. Close. Simply Red. This, no! This Stars album, which I listened to last night. No! It is fantastic. Can't wait for that. So, Simply Red Stars, and the good news is, Spotify's got a, a collector's edition with some about ten extra songs. And actually, some of the songs don't even have beats; it's just these vocals. That is outrageous. Angelic. Anyway, uh, so that's your um, guilty pleasure. The good news is that next week we have um, Adrian's pick, a, a listener from the show, and we both have to listen to it, and it's actually not bad. So we're okay, you just need to get through this, okay? And then you have to think about what you're going to throw at me. I actually want me to rate this album. Do you know the words that will come out of my mouth? That's what we're... Okay. It's, it's actually not this. This is... I don't care about this. It's the fact that you have to listen to it. That's what I love. But then I just... You made me listen to Eternal. Yeah, but you loved it. <laughs> no, I did A little bit. No, I bit. did not. All right, so we've done that. You ready for Britpop one-liners? Yay! <laughs> Cue the jingle. Britpop one-liners! It's a bit of junk, it'll be funny. Alright, it is you to ask me. Yep. Uh, so, go for it. Um, Geneva. Oh, good pick. Um, Geneva, great band. Great. Um, we didn't play the jingle. You're not going to hear the jingle, are you? Think about it. No. You're. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Numpty. <laughs> we don't hear the jingle. That's hilarious. That's, oh, I love the jingle. That's staying in. Right. No. So, Scotch Band, uh, they were late 90s. So, uh, I remember they had an album called Further. 
And I, one thing about that, I remember a song called Tranquilizer. Stunning. So they're not a band I know too much about, but I liked what I heard. Um, yeah, solid band. Great oh. vocals. Yeah, happy Your one-liner. Good, solid Scottish band. Yeah. Well, you just said my one-liner. The, the lyrics are, he sometimes reminds me of Tom York and that beautiful Radiohead voice. Gorgeous. Oh. Yeah, I liked it. liked it a lot. Okay. Okay, next. Um, Crashland. You're picking all the obscure bands. I don't know too much about these guys, to be honest. These were really late 90s, and I think, I think it was actually after I'd left the UK that these guys came out. Um, they got recommended to us. I remember them for a song called Lemonade, which is quite good. Um, yeah, look, I listened to them. They're a decent band. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to know them too well as I'd already left. So that's probably my one-liner is don't know too much about them because I'd left the UK, but what I heard, I liked. Next. Oh, okay. And next, I'm going to give you Seahorses. Saw them at Tea in the Park, 98. I remember that because they were on either before or after Robbie Williams. Oh. Um, they, played, they played as the sun was setting, actually, and it was gorgeous. That'd be awesome. Um, the Seahorses, great band, solid album. Hopefully we get to talk about their album. Love is the Law is a great track. Um, yeah. Great band, actually. I like the Seahorses. So, yeah. Thanks for that. Wish they hadn't um, like ended so soon. Wish they'd had done a few yeah, other albums. Yeah, what happened to them? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to dig into that. We'll have to dig but, into what happened to the Seahorses. Yeah, great yeah, album. You're right. They're probably... We listen to that a ton. Do you know what it is? It's probably in the same realms as a Hurricane Number 1. Came in really strong into our mm. group of friends. Album got played non-stop. And then for some reason just drifted off from yeah. us. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Well um, let's get into Echabelly. Woo! And we're on track for time, which is good. So Echabelly on the album cover is uh, photos of the band. It has on in big orange letters. Um, the actual album was... The title was inspired by a poster found by Glenn and Sonia... It had the word no across it in blood red. They, by turning the word around, made it look like a positive. Hence, the title of the, the album called On. So this was released on the 18th of September 1995. It is their second album. The previous album was Everyone's Got One, which got to number 8. What followed it? Lustra, which only got to number 47. And that was released in 97 That's November. a great album too. So I'll, we will talk about that because that's an amazing album. Yeah. Right? Uh, the label, which I'm probably going to pronounce wrong, it's a combination of three. It's a combination of Fav, Fov, 550 and Rhythm King. So 550 are a subsidiary of Sony. They have Apollo 440, Benfold, Celine Dion, Deep Forest and Desiree. Um, they were once a sort of... Uh, Rhythm King were a small dance label with a, who had a whole bunch of dance artists. Um, they then merged with Sony and expanded into guitar bands. Some of their acts, Leslie, Betty Boo, Bomb the Bass, Jammin' Spoon, S Express, Nightmares on Wax. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I looked at them like, whoa, that's some 90s class right there. Right in the night. <sighs> Jammin' Spoon. Yep. Uh, 
The producers are Paul Caldery and Sean Slade. These two were part of a group that formed Boston's Fort Apache Studios. They did Radiohead's Pablo Honey, uh, the creep song, Pixies, Weezer, the specials, Buffalo Tom and the Lemonheads. What do you think of Weezer? Did you like them? Okay, so they were absolutely massive at our school. Just didn't, not f- no, I didn't get into it either. Oh, just annoying. Annoying? I they just did found that, it annoying. I feel just like Buddy Holly. Yeah. That was massive. Just annoying. Yeah, it got played a lot. I never, anyway. never picked up on it. Um, it's 12 tracks, 42 minutes, so it's a relatively um, short album. It got to number four. Surprised by that, Les? Number four? Am I surprised by that? Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, you know what? Number four at that time, and we'll get into the charts, I think they did really well. I don't remember, right? So what I'm trying to do, like, because the thing is, when we think about the bands that we, at this era, right? So I know we talk about it a bit because we're at school, just because of our age. When I think about the bands that were, we talk about, like, say, Hurricane Number 1, Seahorses, and you go, yeah, we love them. I'm just trying to remember if I actually thought they were popular outside of us. Like, were they on Top of the Pops? Did I read about them? Yeah, they were on Top of the Pops. Like, I don't know if I actually would necessarily think that they were one of those big bands. You know when we go through that list of bands that we're talking about? Mm. Everybody knew the Manics, everybody knows Blar, everybody knows Oasis. But did, if I was to say Echo Bell to, the, to a random person in the street? Right, run the poll. Run the you pole. love a poll? So love a poll. But everybody who... I think everyone knew about Echo Belly. You know, great, what, great things was for, massive. So I think most people. Yeah, know great things was huge. Are. What was that? I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised by that, but in a good way. So I'll tell you a story, another embarrassing story in a Amazing. second. This is great. But let's get into the charts. So albums. This is 1995. Lil. Brilliant. You ready? Well, this is going to be gold. Please be gold. Number ten. You love this. Pan pipe dreams. Oh. <laughs> Inspirations is the name of the album. Oh my god, Do you remember that's just when... the people you give your loose change to in the high street. <laughs> Do you remember how big Panpipes was? Horrible! <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I never got the Panpipe thing. I was like, oh. What is that? And your mum and dad want to stop and have a walk, like watch them play. I'm like, Come on, this is rubbish. Panpipes? Yep. Number nine, History, the Past, Present, Future, Michael Jackson. Oh. We're not going to talk about that. Why? But. We are definitely not going to talk about that. But what we will do is talk about that album. It had Stranger in Moscow, which is my one of my favourites and in my top ten, Leslie, of Michael Jackson songs. Thoughts on Stranger in Moscow? Did you like that song? I don't like those anymore. Moving on past that, number eight, you like this. Uh, this is Skunk and Nancy with Paranoid and Sunday. Oh, I love it. Weak as I am, no tears for you. Sur- Deep as I am, I'm no one's fool. Weak as I am, great. I absolutely, absolutely. Sudafed has kicked in now. That's that's one of my favourite songs. Okay, cool. Uh, number seven, Red Hot Chili Peppers with One Hot Minute. Oh yeah. Number six, Crazy Sexy Cool. TLC. TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Just into the rivers and the lakes that you used to. Number five, our boy, Dream with World. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not singing it. Uh, Oh, he's not in the single, so you've dodged a bullet. 
Number four is Echabellion, which we just talked about. Number three, Stanley Road by Paul Weller. What an album. <laughs> Followed by number two, Michael Bolton, Greatest Hits. Oh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> How can we be lovers oh. when we can't be friends? Number one. Maybe that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Number Ooh. one, Lur, The Great Escape. Oh, wow. So that was out then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and we'll get into the... I think by this stage... One of my favourite Blur albums. Okay. So, um, let's get into singles. Yeah. Somewhere, Somehow by Wet, Wet, Wet. <laughs> <laughs> They're always there. What even is that song? I'm still waiting for the day when you don't laugh at Wet, Wet, Wet. I just can't. Don't get it. Are you ready for these guys? La, 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 hey, hey. Out Here Brothers. Can you talk to me about the Out Here Brothers? Oh, Who are the Out Here Brothers, Leslie? They did that song, um, boom, boom, the boom. rude one. Yeah, it's like boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say way oh, way oh. And then what does it say that's rude? Right, so there's two versions. There is the one that we got played in nightclubs, which was really rude, which we all loved. And then there was the other version, singles version, like charts, top of the pops version, which was totally clean. Their staff was full on, if you remember back what in the day. What does it say? No, it's not for this podcast. It's not PG. But that, I, that's what I always remember. If you bought the single, you got both versions. Anyway. Number eight, Runaway by Janet Jackson. I don't know that. I do, and I can't remember what it goes like, but it's, it's, a, nice, it's a good song. Number seven, I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. I'll be there for you. Well, that's an overplayed song, isn't it? That's up there. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah all right. Friends, okay. overplayed. Yeah, yeah. Never want to hear it again, ever in my life. Number six, you had this on single, I'm pretty sure. Staying Alive by Entrance. Oh, 100% of it. <laughs> because there's the hardcore version, what do you mean and the then hard- there's the softer version. Both are amazing. What do you mean go the hardcore have a version? Just go and have a listen. What, swearing? No, hardcore isn't like... The oh. techno, oh. but then they've got this other really sort of chilled out, chilled out really oh. cool version. Oh, let's listen to that. Number five, Who the F is Alex by Smokey and Chubby Brown. Skip that, not even worth that. Number four, one of your favourites, Mariah Carey, Fantasy. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Oh, hold on, what did you say the Entrance song was? Entrance was Staying Alive. No, I've got the song wrong. What do you talking That's about? That's the rubbish version of that Bee Gees one. I'm thinking about the really famous Entrance song. Cool. Number three. Michael Jackson, You're Not Alone. There are so many. Number two. (laughs) Okay, moving on. You've sang this before, but can you give us it again? Okay. Number two is Shaggy Boombastic. (laughs) I wish to Boombastic. (laughs) If anyone hasn't heard that, there's three in a row, isn't there? There's like, you got that, you got oh. Peter Andre, and then you got something else that oh. was classic in one of our episodes. Amazing. You ready for number one? Go. Simply Red. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Fairground. Fairground. <laughs> beep. I've actually worked out how to beep on Audacity. It's easy to... But anyway. I've um, done it for you. You're lucky. That is not... I did think about which album to give you. That is not the album I've given you as your guilty pleasure homework. No. What stars got on it? Well, oh, it's got the word songs. You'll listen to it and it's just... The good thing is, only, only ten songs, not like Eternal. Ten songs and you bought it as well. And you're yeah. a Sun Micro. Yep. You, you admitted it now. 
Oh wait, I didn't oh, buy it. You I didn't buy it. I got you. Boom. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, well, to be fair, I still, I still listen to it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, anything else on the charts? Let's, let's get into it, Belly. No? Nothing? Happy? Move on? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Ekabelli, uh, kind of definition of their name means desire for change, apparently, which I never knew. Um, so the band have had a few changes for the own album, as opposed to their previous. Um, they are made up of Sonia Madan, who of course is a singer, she's been steady. Glenn Johansson uh, on guitar, they are the two constants. Can for- I just say how much I love Sonia? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Is that it? Yep. No, go on, talk to me about Sonia. No, I want to talk about Sonia probably just after, just in terms of, in fact, I'm going to do it. So (laughs) when, in the last, um, when we were talking about Sleeper, I did do a little bit about um, the women of Britpop. You did, yeah, that's right, yeah, you did too, And, you know, every time I read something about her or an interview, she's just such, just a wonderfully level-headed woman. And I just love, yeah. I love reading what she's got to say. There's no, like, there's no airs and graces. She's not trying to be something she's not. She's not trying to doesn't say... Doesn't swear, doesn't attack but it's, anyone, but not she's offensive. Not, and she talks about the whole feminist piece, but she's just completely honest. And she's not trying to wave, you know, a flag and we look at us, it's all about, you know, yeah, yeah. girl power and all that. She, t- she just does it in a really, I don't know, in a, in a way that I really... I don't know, I just really admire her. Okay. And I just think when I've read articles with other women you know I think and she's always very um, measured yeah. in what she talks about that is true so you know she gets asked a ton you, I've read in the research of this I reckon I've read five at least five or six interviews with her every single time she gets asked about oh women in Britpop oh sleeper yeah, oh yeah. the whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and she must just want to blow her brains out <laughs> right but every single time you read about her she's always like and the way she talks about it so she was talking about um Britpop and and one of the interviews I read with her was in the Independent and she said and I really liked how she described it she was like unlike grunge you know Britpop wasn't um typified by uniform music style she said Elastica were different to Echobelly who are not really the same as Kaneki and weren't the same as Sleeper so they're all bands with women sing- female True. singers very very good and point what she's trying to say is good point what I think she's trying to say is you can't put us all in the bucket just because we're female singers. Oh, yeah. We were very different. True. So she's like that. It was a collective attitude and style and tone unified us all. Um, and it was really questioning what it actually meant to be British, which is what I think I tried to talk about at the beginning in terms of that identity. Yeah. Um, and I just think she goes on about saying that every band had their way of exploring that concept or mm-hmm. explaining it in their lyrics mm-hmm. and what their identity means to them. And even though she was interested in actively exploring the role that women have to play, especially in a time it wasn't um, encouraged, mm-hmm. she, you know, the music was always compared to that lad culture. Yeah. And that whole part of being British, but she saw it as something else. Okay. And I guess she, she goes on to talk about the fact that, you know, with so women, like many women-fronted bands, um, you would have thought that Britpop would have been a great time for feminism. But she's like, well, it came became a feature and people wanted to focus on it, but it wasn't... wasn't it w- for the right reasons, was it? No, and it wasn't even the audience, right? It wasn't even the people buying the record. She goes on to say, in fact, it was like the A&R men, um, well, the A&R guys were usually men. So what they wanted to do is they were trying to cash into a scene that had, you know, women singers, so they would 
position that in such a way mm. instead of it just being about the music. Mm. And she she talks about that a lot, but she never does it in a... She doesn't criticise. She doesn't have a go at the other bands. I mean, she talks about it at times saying, look, it was tough. It was a bit bitchy at times. Mm. And she said, you know, but... She then goes on to say that was encouraged by the press. They wanted that to happen. Of course they did. Because it makes for good reading if Justine and um, Louise and Sonia are all oh, at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Look at the Oasis Blur. Perfect example. They loved that. The rivalry Well, that's them. it. And they farmed it. Yeah. Um, she, she thinks that um, we've come a long way in terms of sexism, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Um, she says, but the one thing that does dishearten her, and it disheartens me, and I'm glad she mentioned it, was the fact that any time there's a female artist, especially in pop music, it's always got that soft porn element to it. Yeah, I read that, and I and agree 100%. And how women are being presented, and she's like that... Um, she wants, like, and I, and I feel very much like this, and this is when I get into debates with people about feminism, it winds me up. She's like, and even our Prime Minister made a stupid comment about it. Um, but it's about equality being for women doesn't mean that men don't have to feel important. It isn't about oh, one... Yeah, God, or, I remember that comment. And, he, and our Prime Minister made that comment. And what she's trying to say is it doesn't have to be one over the other. I absolutely agree with you. It's just complete... Absolute equality. equality and the representation of it being about what I say, what I stand for, and my music. Yep. And I honestly, when you read a lot about what she says, and um, even about Echo Belly and her journey, I just always think I just read it and go, ah. Oh. You're it's just, you're just it, yeah. a really, really top woman. So I, I, I know I went on a bit of a fangirl moment there, but I. It's really nice to see that. It's, I, it's, I've it's, just love reading about her. It's, um, I can see your passion come through mm. and it's great. You, you've just, you know, you're sick as. Yeah. And I can see your notes in front of you all about Sonia and some of her interviews. And that's great. It's great Love to it. see your passion. And I 100% agree with you and also Sonia. She is entirely professional in her interviews. Um, and some of the questions that she gets asked are Stupid. ridiculous questions. And she is. Uh, just yeah she's professional and humble and she's yeah she gives great answers and keeps it on point and yeah yeah I agree yeah. totally agree um, anything else or can we get back into the band yes yeah, sorry no no it's great great love it um, alright so the Sonia Glenn they're the two constants you've got James Harrison in bass after Alex Kaiser left I don't know when he left unfortunately uh, Andy Henderson on the drums and then you've got Debbie Smith on guitar okay um, so a little bit of the background so Sonia moved to the UK from Delhi, India when she was two she later met Glenn who's from Sweden in 1992 then came Andy and James and later Debbie in, in 1994 so Ekabelli debuted uh, in 1993 with her debut EP Bellyache um, on the independent Pandemonium level label it got really good reviews and they sold out gigs and got a recording contract with epic via the subsidiary rhythm king who we talked about earlier as for their influences sonia really talks about the smiths a lot mm-hmm. um on the later albums uh post the sony split they, they kind of dabble a bit more in electronic a little bit and um i think glenn in an interview talked about some influence from depeche mode as well so thoughts on depeche mode yeah, we haven't talked about them. I it's, really like Depeche Mode. It's probably a band I haven't actually given the time to, to be honest. And you'd like them. Okay, all right. 
their first single was Insomniac and the album was Everyone's Got One it reached number 8 uh, in the UK charts did it? yeah oh, ins- wow. Insomniac featured on the Dumb and Dumber movie did it? it did apparently your thoughts on Dumb and Dumber Les? what do you think my thoughts are <laughs> on Dumb and Dumber it's not Oscar nominated was it? absolute rubbish that's it? That's all you've got to say? I can. It's not... You know that's not for me. Maybe we should do one on Guilty Pleasure movies and make you watch it. Mine's would be E.T. <laughs> that's my second favourite film. I didn't expect that! E.T. is... I don't think I've actually watched that the whole way through. Oh, you need to watch it. I'll watch it with you. Do you want to hear a funny story about E.T.? I know this is distracting, but it was the 25th anniversary of it getting released and I've loved it since a kid. And it was the first thing I went to cinema to see. So my mum bought me it on DVD. Oh, God, we could talk about something. Go, go. So then I watched it at home. Now, bear in mind, I was in my 30s, and I'd gone over Christmas, and we're watching E.T. And then, obviously, E.T., go home, is sad, right? Because... It's just ruined the end of the movie for ridiculous. me. ridiculous. And, you know, Elliot's upset, and E.T.'s upset, but he goes off to the spaceship, and I'm like, oh, my mum... The thing is, Leslie, please tell me you're not about to explain the ending. Okay, yes, Mum. Um, The thing is, when you want to go back to your family, I mean, he's going back to his family. And I went, Mum, I know that. (laughs) And Mum, it's not real. So she's like that. You know, I know Elliot will be sad, but he's going back to his family. If you were E.T., what would you... I'd go back to my family. Mum, I get it. I don't want to have this conversation anymore. You're explaining the ending of E.T. to me. And I'm in my mid-30s at the time. But I take that. Thanks, Mum. What we, is that? You know what? We, we need to talk about your mum and dad a bit more because <laughs> you've got impressions for each of them and they always crack me up. So I've, I don't think I've ever watched E.T. I will watch it for you. Um, my, I've got the collector's edition DVD. Apparently, my mum's first memory of taking me to the cinema was to see Dumbo, which has just been re-released ah. and redone. Apparently, I cried, and mum had to take me out of the cinema. That was when I was 25. So, <laughs> the, other, the, the movie that I actually really remember going to, to the cinema to see was with my gran. Went to see He-Man, Masters of the Universe. I used to love He-Man. Dolph Lundgren. Went to see it twice. <laughs> Loved He-Man. Loved She-Ra. Oh, Shira, of course. Got a Shira toy for my birthday, took it to school, and somebody bullied me to the headdress and flushed it down the toilet. Oh. And then, I, then my mum gave me into trouble for taking it to school. Eh, hello, I was just bullied. It's my birthday. <laughs> Jeez. Tweeted a whole episode about you and your mum. <laughs> right. Well, that went off on a tangent. So everyone's got one, um, the album. We both reviewed it. We both sort of gave a bit of a, a mixed review. There's a song on there which, unfortunately, I'm not the biggest fan of called "Give Her a Gun." I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh yeah. It's 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 not my favourite. Um, can I tell you another funny funny? St- you just told me about being bullied at school. Can I tell you my Ecobelli st- story from school? Oh dear, yep. Right. Well, I remember this. Do you remember who else liked Ecobelli at school? <sighs> no. Do you know why? Why? Because I was the only person, right? Do you know how par- <laughs> So, do you know, uh, I remember the schoolyard conversation like it was yesterday. Oh, no. And my mates, let's call them mates, were obviously fascinated by the fact that I loved Ecobelli. And this is when great things just came out. And you know, either it's, it's a very polarising song. Is this song. why you've used it as our intro? I love it. Did you? Yeah, that's another. I forgot to mention that it is our intro. So yes, it's. I love it. Why yeah. not? Um, so 
what the boys started doing was going, how much do you like Echabelli? Love Echabelli. Oh, yeah? Who do you think this is better than? And what they did was they were really smart and they started off with some sort of B-grade band and then slowly worked their way up. Do you think it's better than Oasis and Blur? Oh, bit higher, bit higher. Please tell me you weren't stupid enough to say yes. You would have been like, I know what you were like. I was really young back then. Um, so eventually we got all the way up to the scale to the Beatles. <laughs> Mind you, you did tip Revolver back. Thank you. So, in your opinion, Kev, who's better? No. How do you think that went down at school, though? You got battered. They may as well, no. To be honest, at least that would have been over and done with. I reckon I had that moniker that Kev reckons Echabelli is better than the Beatles for probably the last two years of school. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yeah. walked into that. Yeah. I did. It's my, well, I should. And you know what? I'm an adult now. I, I should have seen the way that conversation was going. Do you think Echabelli are better than the Beatles? No. That's a silly question to ask. All right, let's move it on. That doesn't mean there's an answer. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How many Beatles albums do I own? I don't know. Well, I know you don't own Revolver. There you go. How many Echabelli albums do you think I own? Wow. Does that answer your question? Whoa. All right, moving on. Told you this was going to be me opening up. <laughs> well, you, you lost your She-Ra doll. I mean, that's heartbreaking. Headdress. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so what did they do after this? Um... Album, uh, so allegedly, because a lot of this I've had to sort of look at, um, legal problems hit Echabelli in 95, yes, 96. It's a bit of a mess, and that's why, uh, look. Are you not beginning to see a bit of a pattern here? Yeah, 90s. How many bands? So many. We had were Roses. Hit. Yes. Uh, who was the other band we just talked about? Her? Reef. Reef. They had couldn't issues. sell a t shirt. Any chance. Any chance. Um, Alright, so this is in an interview with Louder uh, Than More, which I will post because it's a really good uh, interview, from Sonia. Uh, they fired their manager over wanting to tour America. Mm-hmm. He came back at them and tied them up in courts for about two years. Sonia said that they almost lost everything, including her house, but the musicians' union helped them and so they finally won. Yeah, good. So rather than making music for two years, they were stuck fighting this. Then, on top of that, they found out that their accountant was apparently stealing money from them. I tried to dig into that. I couldn't find much on it. And to be honest, it's probably something I want to stay away from unless you found anything else. No, similar thing. I I read similar thing. Okay. So they went through two years. After the highs of On, they had two years of problems, right? Which which absolutely sucks. Um, The release of the third album on Epic was Lustra. It was released in November 97. Came back kicking. Could we talk about Lustra for a second? Yeah, of course. So, I'm going to be really controversial. I love On. I love it. Um, I think Lustra is the better album. I think it's my favourite from Echo Belly. Um, Now, I missed it. Spreadsheet doesn't like it. No, no, no. And there's a reason for that. So, and this is where I need to remind everyone about the three criteria. Oh, now he does it. Didn't do it for a reef. The ratings... Right, independent ratings are memories of or how um, important that album was to us as we were younger, and then what we think of it now. Right, Lustra, I don't know what happened when I was younger. It's towards the end when I went traveling, I lost it, and so through this whole process, I've reconnected with it, and it's just it's a fantastic album. Right, so your thoughts on Lustra? I really like Lustra. For me, it's up there with On. 
if I had to choose, on, on will always edge it for me. Yeah. Because it's got um, dark therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, catchy numbers on definitely has it. Lustre for me is a lot deeper, darker. What's your favourite track on it on Lustre? Ah, uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I even like that's a, I can't decide, but I do even like the song that got released. Everyone sort of went, mm, "The world is flat." Oh yeah. I think what happened is I heard that and didn't quite like it, but now going back, I don't I don't mind it at all. Mm. But Lustre really really like it. I mean, it doesn't have a dark therapy. No, it doesn't. But um, there you go. Um, all right, so they released that in 1997. Uh, they did a UK and European tour. Uh, this is where I sort of lost touch, unfortunately. They've done two more albums, People Are Expensive and Gravity Pulls, in 2001 and 2004, on their own record level called Fry Up, which I couldn't find too much information about. Did you find anything about them? No. No, I didn't even know that they did it, but I can't find any. Um, I listened to these albums through this process. I, I didn't know anything about them. Good, solid albums. If I was to sort of describe them, they're a more mature Echo Belly than what they were with this album. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the band broke up after that album. Um, uh, Glenn and Sonia sort of stayed together under the, the name Cam of Zero. They're not on Spotify, but their, their songs are on Bandcamp, so you can go and have a listen to them. In 2014, a two, uh, a two CD of Everyone's Got One and On was released. 12 bonus tracks on a live CD. I need to get it. I, I didn't realise they had it and it, the track listing looks great. Mm. Off the back of this, they played a sold out gig in London. It was hugely successful and so we got Anarchy and Alchemy, which came out via Pledge. Like So they, they worked mm-hmm. with Pledge around that. Um, Anarchy and Alchemy, you really liked. You thought that yeah. was a great album. I've been reading a ton of people don't really rate it. Yeah, it doesn't... I don't know. But this is... It doesn't... This is where I feel really bad because I'm a big Echabelle fan. It was an okay album. It was a good album. For me, they've just released Blackheart Lullabies. Oh! Right? Have you given that a listen yet? Not all... This is... We are going to take that... We didn't talk about homework. We will take that as homework for next week. Right? We'll take Blackheart oh. Lullabies and I'll go back to the list. Do you, We talked about Richard Ash, Ashcroft's um, easy for me to say Natural Rebels album You want oh, yeah. that as well? Done Let's do Richard Ashcroft And let's do um, Echabelli Because I'll tell you now The Dark Therapy version Oh The acoustic version <sighs> Is So Beautiful Haunting um, And oh, I Such an amazing Just everybody Once you've listened to us Because we're awesome After that Go and listen to the acoustic version of Dark Therapy and give this album a listen because I um It, it does. It Kev, does. you are gonna love it. I got to be honest, I got I think I got to about track six and I had to do something so I didn't get to listen to it all. And I think I texted you, I was like, Dark Therapy is just it's stunning. So um Blackheart Lullabies is sort of their B sides, rarities and unreleased unreleased material. Um, they've just released uh, news that they are touring the UK on acoustic yes, tours. Yes, I saw that. How good would that be? Oh, I just think it's it's fantastic. So I'd love for them to come over here. So please, you know, come over. Yes. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about before we get into the singles? No, that, okay. was, that was it all. All right, let's get into the singles then. Uh, so first off the bat, great things. Very big song, very catchy song, released on the 2nd of September 1995. 
it's did you watch any of the videos oh, oh I did what did I watch oh no I watched one of the newer videos of Alchemy okay so it's a bit weird it's shot in America um, it opens with the band and police standing over a guy ran over with a car on top of him and they're talking to him it's a bit weird Stand cutting to the band playing kind of Americana style on a stage with the same people singing so everyone in that front scene is, is dancing on a stage it's got American police it's got a rodeo stripper girl it's got American flags it's got men in suits it's it's quite an unusual video right number two you've got King of the Curb uh, released on the 4th of November 95 love that song it's yeah it's kind the video's kind of sleeper-esque um, it starts off with Sonia very front and centre and then quickly moves into, you know, pictures or a video of the band and stuff like that. I thought the first sort of 10 seconds I went, I went, ooh, this looks a bit sleeper. And then quickly it changed into to making sure that all the, the band was covered. Um, so the band played in front of the camera uh, with flashing words. Sonia's singing, band playing. However, the band all gets shown in the video by the end. It's very 90s. It's got some some special effects over the top of it, which makes it age a bit. Then the final song that released was Dark Therapy. Yep. Released in March 96. It's a beautiful video which completely suits the song. So black and white, close-up of Sonia's face. She is revolving. And then there's images of fire, trees, water all over her face. Um, it's a beautiful video. completely suits the song. Okay. Should we get into the tracks? Yes, please. Okay. So the album kicks off. Car Fiction. Leslie, what do you think of the opening song? Let me get... Yeah, go on, get your notes ready. Great start to the album. Okay, good. Um, it's only two minutes long, two and a half minutes. But it's just boom. Boom, straight into it. And I just like that. I love when songs are just banging and you just get straight into the album. Okay. Not mucking about. Okay. Um, I've gone, yeah, it's decent. Good start to the album. Uh, good, better things are to come in the album. It kicks it off the, the album well, but there's better songs to come, I feel. Uh, so we'll play you Car Fiction. And then you come back with one of my favourite Echabelli songs of all time, King of the Curb. Les, yeah, what's great. your thoughts? Oh, love it. Uh, Love this song. One of my favourites. This is King of the Curb. And then the hits keep coming. You've got great things. Start of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's That's how much the song kind of means to us. Do you think, and this is, do you think the song gets in the overplayed bucket a bit? Nah. You're good with it? Because I don't ever really hear it unless I listen to it myself. Right, okay, so that's good. Okay. Yeah, cool. I don't feel like I've ever, I've overheard that at all. I wouldn't say that I've overheard any Echo Belly songs, and if I have, it's because I've done it myself. It's not because it's just in it's your face. It's been pumped at you, yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right, well, this is Great Things. And then you're back with Natural Animal. Love Natural Animal. Do you? Right, Great okay, song. Great. I just think the first... Okay, so these first four tracks, 
great start to the album. Up there with Lightning Seeds. Boom, 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 boom. Actually, it's a good point. I've sung, yeah, good song. I like this. Uh, it's got a bit of yodeling in it, which I, which I appreciate. Um, actually, it's very rare we, in a row, play so many songs from the start of an album. And this is number four. So this is Natural Animal. And then go away. Uh, nah. <laughs> no, not a fan. This is for me. So for me, the next two. So it's like, yeah. No, yeah. we agree. The next two for me. So I've put, you know, like, not great. So go away. Pantyhose and Rose is not great. Yep. But then something hot in a cold country. Boom, we're back in the game. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I've wrote. This is a bit weird. Uh, yeah, I've pretty much wrote it word for word, as you've said it. Exactly the same about Go Away and Pantyhose and Roses. Something hot in a cold country. Like this song. It's calming. It's head bobbing. I love the verses. Brilliant. Back, Brilliant. In, the Back in the game. Something hot uh, in a cold country sounds like this. Four letter word, Les. Um, really racy track. I really enjoy it. Do you? Yeah. Really enjoy it. I... Racy and... Yeah, it's just... It's just... Boom. Just at you. All right, well, I'm going to give you a choice. Four letter word or nobody like you. No, I don't like nobody like you. Oh, well, that's easy, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I actually like nobody like you better than four letter word, but I will play four letter word for you. So Boom. this is it. Uh, after nobody likes you, uh, in the year, Les. Yeah, what, it's what okay. You... Uh, it's good. I like the chorus and the yeah, vocals here. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, not okay. one of the standout tracks, but it's yeah. Well, I'm not going to play it. It's nah. a good song. Uh, and then you are into dark therapy. Talk to me about this. Oh, amazing font thirty six. <laughs> Capital letters. That's what I've got in front of me. Have a look at I... my notes. What did I write down there? You wrote amazing. Capital letters. Font. Not as big as 36, but that's no, what I'm envisioning in my head. Um, this song is just amazing. And when you find out what the song is about, Can you it's talk to me even about that, more please? poignant. Yep. So the song is about a friend of hers who um, was very, very much involved at their career, in their career at the very beginning. Okay. Um, but has she, in, in her words, she put just couldn't let go of heroin. Oh, shh. Um, wow. And eventually um, hanged himself. Oh so god, that's terrible. That song is about that friend and, and that relationship. So when you think about that and you listen to that song, that's just oh. wow. And I loved that song before I knew what it was about. Yeah. And now when you listen to it again, it's just so poignant. It's it, just a really beautiful song. It builds on the connection you have. And to when the you song. listen to the acoustic version, oh, knowing that, well, God, gorgeous. Three whiskeys in, game over. <laughs> so dark therapy. I've yeah. Can I get your thoughts? Should this have been the last Boom. number? Boom! My notes. Worms and Angels, good song, but wish Dark Therapy had ended <sighs> the album. How? This is amazing. This is weird. Um, I've gone amazing in capital letters. Why isn't this the last song? This could be my last hurrah. 
you know, I think it's, why it's, do you want it? No, it's worthy of a hurrah. No? Not hurrah, never hurrah. Is it hurrah? No. You just said hurrah twice. It's a good twice, song. Twice. But it's not because I think it is one. Look, so let's play Dark Therapy. Um, you know, we talked about songs like Morning After, Afterglow, um, Grass Man. We talked about songs that mean a lot to us. This, Same. Oh, I don't think I'll ever get tired of hearing this no, never. song. All right, so this is Dark Therapy. And then coming off that, should it have ended the album? I don't know. No. Um, it ends on Worms and Angels. Good song. I would have placed it elsewhere on the album yeah. I've got here. Um, so I'd have fired it in about number six, number seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, that, okay. and amongst all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a short song. It's a nice song. Um, so we'll play that to sort of take out uh, the, the show. Um, nothing... Nothing really we didn't like in that album. There's some great songs in there, and you can sort of see why it done so well at, at number four. Number four for the album, yep. I think it done extremely well to to kind of get there. Um, we've already talked about my special connection to it and the fact that you know didn't go over too well oh, with my friends at school. Because you thought it was they were better than Beatles. Well, I didn't say that. Well, I did at the time. Well, you did. You did it again. So. All right, reviews. What have I've, you got? I have some. Okay, go on then. Get your okay. reviews out. What have we got? So I have um, some positive ones. Okay. So from Shelter Four One Seven, and this is quite um, this is quite funny. Was that um, how can a song about a protection racketeer sound so happy, so <laughs> life affirming, so delicious? How can a song with the line "I want to do great things" sound not cheesy and juvenile, but genuinely yearning? And how can a song as stupid as Worms and Angels sounds so sad. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the miracle of Britpop, I guess, or at least Echo Belly, or at least On. Okay, good. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, mm. agreed, agreed. Um, our boy Grampus reviewed the album, right? I'm yeah, not going to read did. them. He uh, was actually okay. So he four gave out of five. Four out of five. We're on two weeks in a row, Grampus has liked an album. Um, I'm going to read one paragraph, right? For all the natural exuberance of car fiction, great things and go away, the track that I find myself returning to again and again is the slower dark therapy. Madan's voice returns to an ethereal sore while Glenn Johansson's chiming guitar eats away at the edges. If Ekabelli had chosen to head further down this road musically, their future could have been very different. So given this review is all very positive, why the crying shame? Because this is why I've put it in the negative banner. Simply, how can a band fall from such dizzying height so quickly? If you're looking to buy anything from Echabelli, then On is the only album you need. They would never come close to the standard again. I disagree with that. That's tough. Yeah, well, that was was sort of the worst I could find. Plus, it was Grampus. Let's see what he sort of says. Um, I've got D. Tucker, positive one. It's sad that Echabelli didn't crack America, though I have nothing against Oasis Blur or Elastica. Echabelli was truly the more deserving of these bands. Every song on this album is amazing. You'll be sure to be humming them all over again, even after the first listen. Though Luster wasn't up to Echabelli's usual greatness, it deserves your time as well. Sadly, their first album, Everyone's Got One, seems to be out of print, but if you can find it, it's almost as good as On. But for now, On is definitely their highlight and probably the best album of the whole Britpop era. Big call. Big. Big call, that one. Well done. Great review. Anything else? 
I've got one here I want to read out. Bean Pritchett, five out of five. Oh, one of nice. my favourite discs from the Britpop era, he writes. Okay. Echo Billy was a band that emerged from Britain's Britpop era, the mid-90s. The band often gets compared to such bands as Blondie and the Smiths. Not only does the band get compared to Blondie and the Smiths, but the band, during the time of Britpop, was noted for its ethnic racial diversity. Its lead guitarist was from Sweden. Sonia Echo Belly's lead singer was Eurasian, and rhythm guitarist Debbie Smith was a black lesbian. Mm-hmm. Echo Belly's sound is that of aggressive guitar pop. Yep. On Echo Belly's sound has mellowed a bit from their debut album, Everybody's Got One. Mm, mellowed, I don't know. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing, it actually works for the band. Okay. On... Um, Everybody's got one. Echo Belly blasted through everything. The lyrics were sort of in-your-face feminist lyrics. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to offend anybody. Well, I don't think they are either. Often a bit arrogant, challenging social conventions and a little self-pitying. There's less of a challenge and aggressiveness on this album. But even still, Echo Belly is able to pull off some pretty good guitar pop songs. Highlights include Dark Therapy, Great Things, Natural Animal and Nobody Like You. Five out of five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, to be honest... If the worst I could find was Grampus giving it a 4 out of 5, I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, so ratings? Oh, I found one negative one. Okay, don't read um, it. Okay. It's got one, well, just ele- we Electro Panda. 1 out of 5. Great Things has always been a nice slice of pot to listen to. King of the Curb is good too. Okay. The rest is samey, bland, and not worth your time, really. What an idiot. Yeah, that's... No. That was the only bad one I could find. All right, okay. Um, what did you give this album? Because I think you have ratings regret over this album. Yeah, probably. I've ratings regret about a lot of things. You do. Be. You were way too harsh as we went into this. So what Seven. Do you, th- you give it a six. No. See, you're very harsh. And as we go through this, you, yeah. But okay, so you give it a six. What would you give it now then? Seven now, and a half. Seven and a half. I would give it an eight. So if we balance this out, we're good. Um... Alright, so how's the band doing? Like I said, uh, they are about to tour. They just announced it in the UK. And I'm like, it's one of, I'm just seeing a whole bunch of bands tour the UK or a lot of Britpop festivals. It's the one thing that sucks about it's living here. It really sucks. It's really hard. Um, look, we do get some good tours, you know, and even then, in, you know, everyone that comes to Australia comes to Sydney, right? Which is, which is good. So we, generally, if a band is touring Australia, we get to see them, unlike yeah. some of the other places in Australia, they may not get to see them. Um, you know, we've got cast coming up. It's kind of slim pickings after that. We haven't got anything else lined up. So I'll tell you how much it's slim pickings. So I was thinking the other day, oh, it'd be great to just see other gigs that are coming up because it'd be yeah, great yeah. to talk about them when we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. So there are main venues in yeah. Sydney, yeah. right? There's probably four maybe okay. five okay. so you got the Opera House you got the Horden and more more you got the Metro you got the Factory right that's probably it really mm. right I uh, looked at all of their listings from now till November yep zip yeah it's tough it's really from tough. Underworld coming to the Opera House but we saw them before that is it yeah yep. um, now things may come up but when I think about if you were to look what even what was played in Edinburgh between now and November oh god yeah, it's the one thing that's kind of... It does hurt. It does hurt, you know. Um, all right, so website, echobelly.com, Twitter, at Real Echobelly. Um, they just... Uh, well, actually, they've been pretty... Anarchy and Alchemy, we've talked about a bit. 
now they've got Black Heart Lullabies, which we will review. Yes. Which, like I said, is fantastic so far. They're touring with Acoustic Sessions. Um, they are on Spotify, and I'll post the interview with Louder Than War, War, which was a great interview with Sonia. Anything else you want to talk about or add before we get into next week's album? Um, no, I'm just shocked I gave it a six. I don't know if I get confused sometimes. But that's because it's way, way, way above that. Um, Again, you're you're tough. You yeah, are I'm tough. not that tough. Even, even when you gave me your good top, top scores, you're still harsh on them. Yeah, and you know, I've talked about this before because I just think a 10 is probably an impossible task from unless it's an amazing album. And I've given a couple of 10s, I know, but then you've got to kind of bring it down. And yes, I've maybe been a bit tough probably at the it's ones. Right. You've got to remember, right, you're tough, I'm too nice, and between us, we balance it yeah, all Yeah, I mean, that's probably okay. true. Um, I've loved talking about Echo Belly. I'm a big fan. The more and more I read about them and the more I read about Sonia, I become even more of a fan. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to about Echo Belly and I hope everybody goes out now and listens to... Black Heart um, Yeah. Okay. You ready for number 38? 38? We're really ploughing down. We're in the 30s. I can't believe how quick 38. this is going. 38. Can I give you a bit of insight? I'm really nervous about this one. Oh, no. Really nervous. No, no, no. Not from that perspective. I think you'll be happy with this. But I'm really nervous in terms of response. And it's put quite a bit of weight on our shoulders. Right? So, do you want to know? I'll tell you what you know. Yeah, okay. I'm nervous. Number 38 is the Manic Street Preachers. Oh, no, no. What do you mean, oh, no, 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 no? It's not... What? The album... Is this is my truth? Tell me yours. This is my truth. Tell me yours. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Um, not their best album, hence why it's probably at number thirty-eight. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. Oh, um, we will get slated if this is the only album we talk about. But anyway. So why why do you think I'm nervous about this album? Because it's not because it got real mixed feedback. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it though, so. One of my... I'll keep it for the... Keep it for the podcast. So, you're, you nailed it. I'm nervous for a couple of reasons. One, Manic fans are extremely passionate. Uh, and I don't know how they'll feel about this. Two, it's a... Fine po- if this is not the only time we talk about them. Two, it's a polarising album. Right, like you said. Uh, and then the third one More is... More polarising than Glow? I doubt it. Yeah, okay. Uh... And the third one is this is a very political album or <laughs> it talks about a lot of events that are happening at the time. And so, you know me, I try and get ahead of some episodes, do a bit of research and get into it. It's a hugely deep album and I just want to do it justice. And I'm not going to go into too much detail around some of the, I'll tell you exactly what some of the songs are about in a little bit of detail. But some of the, the content that they've wrote about, and they are well known for this. If it's political, I'm going to love it. I can't, actually, you know what? I can't wait to see what your research mm-hmm. brings up. So I'm excited, but I'm also, when nearly all the Manic songs are about some very tough content and, you know, being able to try and talk about those but not draw the wrong attention to that. It's, 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 I'm, I'm, uh, I hope I'm going to get through if it. If you tolerate this, then your children will be next. Should be the theme song for the Liberal Party. We're not talking politics. Oh, stop it, you. Right, so that is next week's album. This is my Just truth. Tell it. me yours by Mannix. I might edit that. 
Um, we, I'm excited about it because it's a really good album. I mean, that's what that's the one thing. All the other stuff I'm worried about aside, it's a great album. It does have some fantastic songs on great it. Song, My Little Empire. And I'm I'm a big one. I don't, and this is my bad. I don't. When I hear a song, I get the lyrics, but I don't usually think about the meaning behind the lyrics. Do you not? No, nah, not really. And I'm bad for that, right? But this album has took me off into a whole different. Oh my god! I just the level of detail and and thought given to these lyrics and the songs is just something I've I've not really dug into before. So anyway, we're done. Uh, tweet us at Britpop Banter um, and uh, Britpop Banter at gmail dot com. Uh, leave a rating if you like this episode. The other thing, guilty pleasures. If you ha- guilty pleasures, guilty pleasures. All right, we've got quite the list list coming. People have been very honest with us about stuff they used to. The only caveat just needs to be an album from the nineties. Yes. That is it. Something yep. that you're a little bit embarrassed about listening to, but you still listen to it. Give it to us. We will listen to it. Next week, Les, what's yours? You've already forgotten, haven't you? No, I'm just pushing rocking. it to the back of your head. Yeah, simply red stars. You're gonna love it. I'm not. You're gonna love I'm, it. I'm not. Um, all right. Thank you very much, Lel. Anything else? Um, no, I think I did okay considering. You did all right. Yeah, yeah you did really well. Yeah, Soon Fed kicked in. I wanted to do Sonya Justice. You did. You did really good. well. All right. Thank you, everyone. We will see you next week for the Manics. Bye. Bye. Bye.